Hey guys, welcome to the Manhood Experience Podcast. On this show, we're on a quest to seek out the truth about what it means to be a man, and then be that man. This is episode one, where we'll be counting down a top 10 list of things that make a real man. I'm Jeremy, one of your hosts, and since this is the first episode, I want to explain a little more of what we're here for and what we're looking forward to. I'm glad to be a man for many reasons, and that's not to put down women in any way. I have a gorgeous wife and three beautiful daughters. I love these women and have great respect for all women. Growing up, we were shown what it means to be a man by our fathers, family members, friends, bosses, other men around us, and movies and media. Or in some cases, we were shown how not to be a man. But in our current culture, the idea of what it truly means to be a man, to be masculine, still seems hard to nail down. So, I've got some buddies joining me on this quest, and we're just some regular guys who think we finally have enough life experience, or manhood experience, to have thoughts and opinions that may be, just maybe helpful to other men. We'll also be seeking out other voices of wisdom to invite into the conversation, because we definitely don't have all the answers on our own. In the shows to come, we want to talk about what it means to be a man, how masculinity is a good thing, how we grow into manhood, how to navigate marriage, family, health, sex, and friendships, how to succeed in work and life, what we wish we had known as younger men, how to be adventurous, how to be strong and stay fit, the importance of male friendships, how to gain respect, how does faith in God play into daily life, how to love, how to lead, how to have better sex. Yep, I said it more than once because it's definitely worth doing more than once. Now for the main event. In this first episode, my friend Robbie is joining me, and we want to do a top 10 list. The top 10 things that prove you are a real man. Well, hey, Robbie, how are you? Hey, Jeremy, I'm good. (laughs) Good to see you, man. I'm so excited to finally be doing this. This is awesome. I cannot wait to see what happens. <laughs> Y'all, Robbie is the kind of friend that you want to be with because he's always seeking out the next adventure. Just a few weeks ago, he and I got out on the lake in a couple of kayaks. We were in some really choppy water with some really big boats. It was a blast. <laughs> it was a workout. <laughs> that it was. Since then, I've bought my own kayak and have been out several times since. Have you bought your kayak yet, man? No. Uh, yeah. You know me. Procrastination. Procra- but, hey, I, I actually talked with my wife about it, and she's making me save my own money to buy my kayak, and I'm almost there. So I'm trying to be responsible, doing the manly things. Sweet, man. That's awesome. Robbie's also the kind of guy that asks questions that cut right to the heart of things. And he's the kind of friend that can, I can say anything to, and I know he'll know exactly what I mean. A while ago, I had told him about this dream of mine to create a podcast dealing with the topic of manhood and everything that it entails. Every time we got back together, he would bring up the idea, and we would flesh it out just a little bit more. So thanks, my friend, for being with me today and helping me to make this a reality. Absolutely. This is (laughs) exciting. I I think you are going to go far with this, and just the folks that we've got together to try to do this is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be incredible. Man, one of the reasons I wanted to make this podcast is the fact that growing up, I really never thought I was given or earned a man card. (laughs) 
I've been a skinny guy practically all my life, and growing up, I never did any kind of organized sports outside of my third grade basketball team and running the 100-meter dash once. (laughs) So I didn't have that camaraderie of a team of guys to spur me on to be better and to get physically fit. I remember going to the gym once in college by myself to try and start lifting weights. I must have overdone it because after leaving the gym, I ended up hurling my guts out under a tree. So I never went back. That's funny. (laughs) Most of my time in those years was spent in music. I was in the band and the choir and even dabbled in the theater a little. I I went on to be a music major in college and then got my master's in music as well. Did you know that all the different master's degrees have an, an assigned color? Yes, I yeah. did know that. And you know what music's color is? Of course it is. It is pink. So That's right. For those reasons and some other reasons, uh, for a large portion of my life, I didn't think I measured up as a man. But for the last 10 years or so, I've been fortunate to make some very close friends, Robbie being one of them. And in the presence of these men, and through life experiences I've had and some very impactful books, I've discovered more and more of what being a true man is about. And I've also been working out at the gym for a little more than 10 years now, and I feel stronger and more capable and more alive. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing about pink and music, when you have a high voice and you play the piano and you have pink, <laughs> you're not very manly. <laughs> well... So some would think. It feels that way. It feels that way. One of the authors that has inspired me is John Eldridge. This is a quote from him talking about manhood. You have a strength, and it is needed. When a man feels that to be true of him, he rises up and engages like a man. As a boy begins to become a young man, there are some key issues at stake. He needs to know he possesses a genuine strength, and he needs to know that strength is ultimately for others. There is a bravery that must be cultivated in him, for it will be called upon in every other stage of his life. Adventure comes into play to develop the masculine soul, because adventure calls us out, requires us to be something we want to be, but aren't sure we are. Adventure nourishes and strengthens a man's heart in ways that cannot be fully articulated, must be experienced. It works like nothing else I know. I know that the adventure Eldridge is speaking of largely refers to the wild outdoors. For me, this new kayaking hobby of mine, being out on the river, practically cut off from the civilized world, has brought me an incredible joy that I didn't know I was missing. But Eldridge is also talking about pushing yourself to do new and hard things, and that inspires me. This podcast is my new adventure. Today, we are creating a top 10 list of the things, the characteristics or traits, if you will, that make a real man. We've asked many of our own friends and colleagues to tell us what they think. We've taken their answers, melded them with our own, and came up with this list. Before we start, though, I, uh, we have to say that we are not experts, nor do we claim to have all the answers or even be right. Correct. <laughs> this is just how we see things at the moment, and we'd love to hear what you think, whether you agree or disagree. So if you want, head over to Instagram or Facebook at Manhood Experience to join the discussion. All righty then, here we go. Robbie, the top 10 list. You go first. All right, since I'm such the adventurous person, we'll start with number 10, adventurous. So we're going to define that as a risk taker, uh, someone that goes outdoors. We've got goals that we want to achieve. 
mountains to climb. We're going to forge a path. So we are the risk takers of all kinds of things and craziness like that. So yeah. that's number 10 on the list. Yeah. And when we say risk taker, it's not about being stupid, right? <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you have yeah. to ask my wife. <laughs> I guess. All right. So number nine is uh, being hardworking and disciplined. Um, in this, uh, you'll see that a lot of these uh, things kind of overlap. Um, this one being one of them. Um, but this is a guy who who knows what he needs to do, goes after it, and is not afraid to work for it, um, providing for his family and those he's responsible for. So number nine is hardworking and disciplined. Number eight, big okay. balls. Here we go. <laughs> the confidence is standing up for what's right. Uh, some folks may call it a little swagger if you're in that generation. <laughs> I don't know how that fits into millennials now, but... Uh, uh, willing to take the risk and stand up for their beliefs and what's right. That's, uh, you know, stepping out there. Yeah, man. And, you know, for those that know me, I'm a minister. So this one, I was almost a little scared to put out there. But I, I think this basically is the best way to put it, that the guy's got balls. Exactly. He's, he's, he's willing to get out there, uh, even when he's scared to do so. Right. Um, he, he has that courage. Nice. All right, number seven. He is a seeker of wisdom, and that when you have somebody that's like that, he he becomes well spoken and literate. He knows when to speak and when to listen, and and also it makes people listen to him. Wouldn't you think so? Oh yeah, I think that was something very hard that I found in my life to try to do. Was I love to talk all the time, and then having ADD didn't help any with that either. Uh, Steve Arnis, uh, and that's not a plug for Lake Murray Christian Counseling, but Steve and I uh, sat down one time and I asked him to give me the test for ADD. And as we went through the test, he was asking the questions and we were dying laughing because that one right after the other, it just answered the next question. But one of them was, do you have the tendency to interrupt people before they finish speaking? Uh. And I got to thinking about that, and I really used to do that. Now, part of it was because of the ADD, but <laughs> the other part of it was because I was always ready to give an answer. I was mulling around in my head what I was going to say instead of listening to the other guy. And I think a big part of seeking wisdom is learning how to be the right kind of listener, and that's been a tough deal for me. Mm. All right, number six, you got it. Humble. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, especially us guys that are in the music business. Uh, we know humility is not a very big part of our lives because we are, you know, always out on stage and want to be up front. And want to be the best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfection at its utmost. But uh, I think hum humility, I mean, that's, you know, being able to respect your position and others' positions and knowing to keep that in the balance. Hmm. Number five, self-control. Mm. One of our friends, Jacob, had, had a quote that he, he gave us, and he said, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Just because it's legal doesn't make it right. So I think that talks kind of to more actions, self-control and actions. But right. I think the self-control comes in emotions as, as well. Um, you know, one of the things that, that people mention to us in being a real man is that they are able to express their emotions. You know, traditionally, guys are stoic 
and hold everything in. And in the modern culture, that's kind of flip-flopped and guys are more free with their emotions sometimes now, but sometimes the the more manly you still traditionally see as guys that don't show emotion. Right. Um, so I think part of that is, is the self-control part of knowing when it is good to express and when it is good to share right. and when you need to, to stay stoic because there's validity to that validity to that too well bringing back the music part what is the old uh kenny rogers song you got to know when to hold them know <laughs> when to fold them yep and know when to walk away and i think sometimes we uh we don't we just feel like if we stand our ground that makes us more of a man if and what i've seen in my experiences in life with other people and myself that never turns out good mm. you know you there's always got to be some type of self-control. So I, I agree with Jacob. Yeah. Very much so. All right. Integrity. Um, my my uncle always told me there's one thing that you could never give away. Well, actually, two things. Your birthday, <laughs> or that no one can take away from you. Your birthday and integrity. The only way that you can lose your integrity is if you give it away. Uh-huh. So, you know, you think about your values and things like that in your integrity, that's the only thing that you have to be able to show that you are who you are. Mm. And when you compromise with maybe some of the other 10 through 5 things, that erodes away at your integrity a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a man of his word is um, is an amazing thing. And we don't have a lot of that now. You know, the older generation was a handshake and a promise, and those things meant something to us, and now maybe not so much. Right. Speaking of handshakes, mm-hmm. I, a couple people mentioned this, and I've actually always thought of this myself, and that is that a manly man has a firm handshake. Yes, and, he does. And he'll look you in the eye <laughs> right. when he's shaking your hand. That's exactly right. So that's just an aside. Not one of the ten, but there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's uh, 4.5. That's <laughs> there it, you go. 4.5. Number three. He's responsible for himself and those in his care, his family, his work. And again, this goes back to what you just said uh, in integrity, that he's a man of his word mm-hmm. um, and he's faithful in his duties, duties. He's diligent. So he takes responsibility um, in all that he does. Right. And I, isn't it interesting, the word responsibility I think of my children when I think of this word because sometimes I've said to them, you know, you're just not being very responsible. Hmm. And for them, you know, the thought of responsible was I'm not living up to this or I'm not doing this. And I think it goes further from that. I think being responsible means taking everything that is in your thought process, your life, all of that, and making sure that you're doing the right thing Mm. in all of that. So you could have great grades in school, or you could be the guy that's always on time at work, or you could always be faithful to your wife, but that doesn't necessarily make you responsible, Mm. you know? So I think that's something to, to think about sometimes. Yeah. And I think it also goes into whatever happens after the actions, you know, it, right. it leads you to what actions to take, but also if you've done something wrong or if you need to apologize for something, it's 
taking that, it's being responsible and owning what you've done wrong and saying, yep, I'm, I messed up. I screwed up. Right. And so, and then taking responsibility for it is how we, how we say it. Right. Exactly. And, and going ahead. And I think that is something these days I think is being shirked a lot. And, um, so uh, a real man is, is responsible. Yes, he is. I had a boss one time tell me that uh, you need to learn to fall on your own sword. Mm. When it's your fault, you need to have big balls and <laughs> have the integrity to own up to the responsibility of your actions and your things. And be willing to take the consequence. Right, yeah. exactly. All right, next is strength. Well, there's so many things we can say about strength. Uh, first thing most folks come to mind is, you know, going to the gym, working out, being able to lift lots of weight. Uh, but, you know, strength can be your character and uh, not just your body. Yeah, and I, and I think sometimes they even go hand in hand. You know, when you have, when you do have a bodily strength, when you're right. confident in what you can do, that gives you a different mindset of, of strength of character or, or being that protector. Um, one one quote I, I can't remember where it's come from, but um, it's saying that men need to be strong and and it's good to be dangerous in a good way. Right, um, having that being able to protect. Um, you know, we think of our, our soldiers and and the guys, the, the police, uh, those that protect us. Right, we want them to be dangerous <laughs> and strong, and uh, be able to stand up for what's right. Um, one of my favorite books is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe from oh, C.S. Yes. Lewis. I grew up reading it. Yep. Um, my children have read it multiple times, and they each, in fact, I think we were just talking about yesterday, they each want their own copy. Um, but in there, Aslan is the lion, and he's he's the picture of, of Christ, of God. And, uh, of course, uh, you think of a lion and you think of strength. Right. Um, and in, in the midst of the story, someone asks about Aslan, is he safe? And the response is, he's not safe, but he's good. And I, I just think that's the kind of man I want to be. I want to be able to be strong in character, strong of body to stand up and uh, say, this is right. And, right. and I'm going to stand in the gap. Yeah, that's, that sums it up pretty good. Mm. Uh, you know, I think about, you talk about police. Well, you know, I, I work, uh, as a reserve officer yes. and it's a different it's a different feeling for me when you you put on a vest and you have a gun and you have the ability to take people's freedoms and their lives away from them mm. and that's one kind of strength but when I do that I try to be humble and not in strength and force and I'm going to get you and you're the bad guy kind of thing but how could I you know help this person through what they're going through, mm. you know, whether it's a speeding ticket or, you know, you've shoplifted this or you've murdered somebody. It's, it's a very, it's a weird emotion, but the strength, the strength in that compared to the strength that it takes for me to sit down and have a deep, intimate conversation with my wife or mm. with my children. Um, I think those kinds of strengths we need to look at more than, you know, just our ability to man up and, you know, yes. cover something or do things like that. But I think uh, strength is important. I think that's why it's number two on our list, because mm -hmm. we can't really do much of anything else 
if we're not strong, mm-hmm. strong in our character and our thoughts and self-control and responsibility and integrity and all these other things that we've talked about. So uh, I, I agree yeah, completely. All right, number one, the thing that we came up in our idea and our mindset of what it makes to be a man is a man's willingness to sacrifice. And this is to sacrifice for his family, for his friends, his country, and his God. Um, I think of all the stories that we know from history in books, but actual history as well. And who do we look at as the big heroes? Um, Often they're men that have given their lives for what they believe in. Right. Um, So our our soldiers that have protected our country and... um, we just we just came through July Fourth and celebrating this great country that we live in, uh, but we also know that it came at great sacrifice, and um, and uh, we know there were there were women, <laughs> and we want to say that very clearly. A lot of these attributes, uh, women have these as as well. Ab- absolutely, um, absolutely, and these yeah. these virtues, uh, this, a lot of them are not unique to men, but we do men and women arrive at them differently right and we act them out differently um so so i, I think of uh, the movie braveheart william wallace oh yeah um uh, you know i think of jesus uh, you know who, who gave his life uh, for us and um so uh, this willingness to sacrifice and sometimes it, it's not it, the ultimate sacrifice is what i'm talking about here with giving your life but there are so many other small sacrifices uh, right. that you make for the good of your family for the good of your future um you give up things now so that you know um down the road you'll be able to to do things better i think a lot of times we as men don't particularly want to sacrifice mm-hmm. I find that in my life, you know, is my sacrifice, case in point, just last night, my wife loves to decorate and do all kinds of things at the house. So she's bought a new chandelier type lamp thingy, whatever you want to call that, to go over our uh, piano, our antique grand piano in our front room. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's been at me about putting this thing together. It came Monday in the box, and I've just been dreading this whole process. So... um, Tuesday afternoon, I finally sat down and we kind of worked together to put this lamp on all of its thousands of pieces together. And of course, you know, you had to take it apart two or three times to get it put back the right way. <laughs> so she's she's been on me about, well, let's hang this light. Let's hang this light. And I know it doesn't take that long. Um, of course, it doesn't take the least amount of time that she feels that it does because she thinks everything happens about 10 or 15. Oh, it's not going to take that long. And three hours later, we're finally done with the project and almost divorced. However, last night she was saying, I really want that light. And I just did not want to get up there. So I actually sacrificed my wanting to just sit and relax Mm -hmm. because I knew this was something that she wanted, really wanted me to do. Yes. So I think our, our sacrifice is, is amazing and like you said, when when I look at when I look at Jesus as the ultimate sacrifice, you know, he gave everything, his entire life. And I don't know that any of us would be willing to do that. Right. So I think that's why it's really number one. I think a real man will will sacrifice. Yeah. And I can tell you the reason it's number one for me 
is because it's very, very difficult. Out of all the things that I do in my life, I think sacrificing for other people and being selfless is probably the number one weakness I have. I think a lot of us are right there with you, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in Scripture, uh, Jesus, again, Jesus said um, that greater love has no one than this, than they lay down their life for their friends. And um, so I think that that plays into so many aspects. And um, I completely so there agree. there we go. Well, that's the top ten. Top ten, we made it through, man. Wow. Good that's job. That's awesome. When we started this podcast, wanted to do the top ten, I really wanted to be more lighthearted. And, right. and just kind of yeah, funny and, kind of and fun get and, out there and, and say, what do you think makes a real man? Well, he can right. grow a, a fierce beard or or he can yeah. deadlift 450 pounds, right. all that kind of stuff. So when we put that out there, I, I had explained that to the, all the guys that we, we talked to. But all the, the answers that came back were all so thoughtful and so right. um, uplifting and serious uh, not serious uh, in a bad way but um but so so that's how our top 10 list uh, came to be and a lot of these things will flesh out in future podcasts i'm really excited about that well one of the things that i wanted to do in each podcast was uh, i love movies and i think you do too oh yes yeah big movie buff big movie buff and there's lots of movies out there that have some great manly quotes and um this one is from the shawshank redemption Tim Robbins, his character in the movie says this, Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. You like that? That's that's pretty heavy. Yeah. That's pretty heavy. And you know, honestly, guys, we haven't really talked about it in this episode, but we are in the midst of the pandemic. Right. And uh, this COVID-19 thing, this worldwide pan- pandemic, and it's changed our lives. And um, I think the idea of hope is a good thing to have right now, right. that it doesn't die. It, we will get through this. I know that not all of you listening have the same thoughts or beliefs in God that I do. But there's one verse in Scripture that I wanted to share because it's brought me great encouragement, and it's from it's a blessing from Romans 15, 13, and it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just find great encouragement knowing that God is the God of hope. So there you go. Robbie, thanks for being wow. with us, man. First episode of Manhood Experience. Got it under our belt. That's awesome. All right, dude. Well, you have a great day, and we will talk to you later. See ya. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us on this first episode of the Manhood Experience podcast. The awesome music you've heard during this show is all by my friend, Denver Beerman, and his band, Denver and the Mile High Orchestra. Go look them up. I hope you join us next time. Until then, get out there and gain some manhood experience. Oh, I'm good to go. Come on, man. I'm good to go.